What's up, fam? Bam, MMA clan, Dino Sunny, aka Cabeza. Coming at you with World MMA Factory Podcast, episode number 67. We got a lot to talk about this past weekend. We had a Bellator card. Uh, also, Tyson Fury fought. Then this weekend, we got a couple of fights. We got a Bellator card. We got a UFC card. In my opinion, the Bellator card is even better than the UFC card this weekend. And uh, also got bare knuckle boxing. So much to talk about. So many things to discuss. Thank you guys for listening. How you all been? I appreciate you all. Been busy this week. But getting it in on a Wednesday early. Usually I do these on a uh, Thursday or Friday, but I'm getting it on Wednesday today uh, to get it out of the way because I got the rest of the week is busy as well. So uh, just getting it in. You already know. Uh, this past weekend we just had uh, Bellator 222, Chael Sonnen against Machida. Well, the main event was Rory McDonald's uh, Rory McDonald against Lima. Then we got Chael Sonnen against Lima. And also want to talk about uh, Pico, Aaron Pico. So, uh, more info. Who did he fight? Boric. 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 That's his name. So, this weekend, we had that Bellator card. You know, it was an exciting card. It was a great card they put on. Very, very good card. Uh, sad, you know, my picks... I picked Roy McDonald, I picked Chael Sonnen, and I picked Eric Pico. So I'm one for two. Granted, a lot of biased picks of who I'm a fan of, not professional picks. Uh, Chael Sonnen, you know, looked decent in that first round, I guess. Uh, but, uh, you know, Machida looked on point. Just on point. Looked great. Looked like the old Machida and, and went in there. They looked like they did their study. They, they, they watched their tape. You know, Chael Sonnen likes to lean to that one side, to that left side, I think it was. He likes to lean to it, and they go for the takedown. Uh, they timed it and and, uh, and threw that, that knee. And, uh, you know, it's – I'm sure they they, they they saw the tape because it's very repetitive. I love Chael Sonnen. I'm the biggest fan, and I picked him to win, but he does repetitive things. He's not, he's not the biggest, craziest athlete with the craziest technique. There's that. You know what's coming from him, right? So they study the tape. They see every time he goes for that takedown, it leans to the, to the side. And, you know, you throw a kick on your knee, and you'll eventually probably catch him. That's what happened. I'm sad, man. Chael Sonnen retired. Uh, you know, he was great on the mic the way he retired. I loved it. Uh, most people, you know, people retired. They don't do it right. He, he did it right. He got the guy down there, spoke. You know, he said if he can't be a champion, he's not doing this anymore. And, and, and that's, you know, that's what he's doing. Just a pioneer of the sport. One of the pioneers of, of of the of the the gift of gab game, I should say, of of the selling fights. Uh, never became a champion. Granted, he should have been a champion in WEC when he fought. Uh, uh, who did he fight that missed weight? Uh, what the hell is his name? No, oh, homeboy that got uh, I forgot his name now, but he got kicked out of the UFC for for holding submissions too long. I think it was him. So. Uh, Chael beat him, but it didn't count as a title in WEC because the guy made, lost weight, so it wasn't a title fight. But technically, Chael should have been champion. Anyways, in the post fight press uh, post fight press conference, Chael Sonnen is talking, you know, and then I think it was Brett Akamoto that asked him, sounding like his voice. I don't know if it was him. Asked him what, in my opinion, was one of the, the dumbest questions you could ask. And no disrespect, not dumb. Like, well, that's a stupid question. Like, why would you ask that? You know, he asked him, 
you know, you had said something along the lines of this, like you had said in the past that that uh, you 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 promised your father, you you told your father you were going to be a champion and you're not going to stop, you're you're not going to quit till you become a champion or something like that. And his father passed. You know, what would you say to your father now? And then you know, and uh, Chill started crying. I think he said, "I'm sorry. I tried. I tried my best or something like that." And started crying. And uh, just a dumb, like, why would you ask that? Such a, like, why would you ask that? You know, maybe Chilson is probably happy he asked that because Chilson started crying and, you know, it, it was more, more, more um, emotional and, and, and uh, we felt for him. And I know he likes, likes that kind of stuff. But uh, I will never, never ask him that question. That's such a, like, you know, you told your dad you were going to be champion and and your father's even though your father you told you that you were gonna be champion and now you're retiring you weren't the champion what would you tell your dead father like what that's such a not a good question not a and I don't think it was he meant it I don't know I don't know how he how whoever asked that question meant it but I think it was Brett Akamoto but I don't know but uh, I'm just not happy I mean I don't like that he asked that that's just why would you ask him that like no you broke your promise to your father what do you think now. Uh, then we got Warren McDonald against, against Gracie. You know, I said Rory's going to win the decision. Exactly what happened. You know, we don't have the killer in Rory anymore. You can see he's not like in there, that that's Canadian psycho animal that just wants to rip your head off and cut you up. He's not that guy anymore. But he's so damn good. He's so damn technical. He doesn't even need to. He doesn't have to be that guy. He could, he could still just be not as aggressive and not as psycho and win just off of his technique. And that's exactly what happened. He was just a better fighter, better on the ground. You know, not better at jiu-jitsu, not better at grappling, better at MMA grappling. He, you know, he he controlled him from the top. Granted, got caught, almost got caught in a couple of submissions, but but uh, got out of him and he kept kept grinding, grinding it out, and you know, obviously won the fight. I mean, in my opinion, uh, you you know, obvious unanimous decision. Congratulations, Warren McDonald. I don't know about the Lima rematch. Uh, you know, he beat Lima the, the first time, and now they're fighting for the finals, for the welterweight, for the belt, and the, the million-dollar prize. And and I think Roy could still do it just off of his technical ability. But uh, I don't know. This one, this one's – it could go either way. It could go for Lima. It could go for Roy. You don't know because uh, Roy's not that psycho anymore, and I don't know if technique is going to be enough for Lima. But probably is because he's so goddamn good. And let me tell you, mark my words – this is Warren McDonald is gonna fight this fight, beat Lima and retire. That's it. He's done. This is the last. I think he's just fighting this tournament out and then he's retiring. I'm pretty dead set on that. And then, uh, and then we had Aaron Pico against um, Adam Rodorich. I can't say his name, and I don't even have it in front of me right now. I hope I'm not butchering it. But boy, I picked Aaron Pico because I thought I watched Borish fight, Borish fight, but I know he's really good. But I didn't think he was going to be able to do it against Pico with his new change with Greg Jackson and everything. But he did it and, and timed him just like Michida timed uh, Sonnen, timed him with a flying knee. It was a, 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 a switch, switch flying knee where it looks like he's going with a double and then and, uh, and caught him. Because Aaron Pico kept, he was having, he was winning, he was doing great takedown. But uh, not doing great, doing great again the takedowns. But on on the floor, when you get on the floor, he wasn't doing a great job of controlling uh, Roja, and um, and he, that's why he kept getting up. And that that's the difference between like a guy like Habib and Aaron. Aaron has some amazing takedowns, but he's got thirteen whatever takedowns in a fight. And 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 
Khabib won two or three at most because he keeps you down. Aaron Pico wasn't able to keep him down. And, uh, and you know, kept doing the same stuff, repetitive, takedown, and then hold him, no ground and pound, nothing, not, not good control. I didn't see a lot of good technical moves or technical thinking on the ground by Aaron. He was trying things. He did a couple of things right, but not as many as he, as, as he could have or should have. And, uh, to, to hold down his opponent. And, you know, he, Boris kept getting up and eventually caught him with the knee because he knew the takedown was coming. That's all Pico was doing. Was not hiding it with anything. Was not, it was just obvious he's going for that takedown again. And, um, you know, it's sad, man, because this is, at one point, Aaron Pico was was named by ESPN, you know, the, the, the best prospect MMA has to offer. And, uh, and obviously now he's not, you know, he's losing. And I think, you know, it's not the camps. He switched a couple of camps. It's not the coaching. He switched a couple of coaches. It's not the team. You know, it's Aaron Pico, and it's also his management. They pushed him too soon. Like, look, in boxing, fighters, before, when, when you see him on the main, when you see a boxer on the main card, that guy might as well have had over 100 fights already with amateur pro this, that. Like, they've had a ton of experience before they go in there on the main card against a top-notch level dude. And, and Aaron Pico hasn't had that experience. He's been cut short. I still think Aaron Pico is a future champ. I still think Aaron Pico is what we thought he was. I think he is that. I just think it's going to take more time. I think he needs to be fighting lower-level guys, building up the confidence, doing, attempting to do the things he knows how to do in there. You know, controlling guys and figuring out new tricks, figuring out what works, what doesn't, figuring out all these things. It takes time. And, and he hasn't had that time. He, I don't think he was brought just like Sage Norcutt or these guys. You know they're, they're promising, but they're not brought up correctly. You know, look at look at um, Dylan Dennis. He just fought too, and and he won. Who they give him? They gave him a scrub. Of course, he should. They should get another scrub. He should get four or five more scrubs. Build his name. Build who he is. Let him get that experience in there. So when he gets on the on the with 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 a with a killer, he's ready. And uh, I think that's what what happened with Aaron Pico. They cut him short. They haven't given them the experience and 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 enough and enough easy fights for for him to be on the main call with the big fight, you know. And uh, that's what happened, you know. I still think Aaron Pico could be one uh, uh, an amazing prospect and would be one of the top level dudes, but it's gonna take. Uh, he's gonna have to fight a couple of fights. No, not more than a couple of fights. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to go back to zero. And, you know. You know, just not literally, but just in his head, back to zero. Start fighting dudes with one or two fights, lower level dudes. You know, Bellator has guys in there that are one and one, all and one, all and all. Like he could get these opponents, and and if if they don't want to fight him, then they have no choice. You gotta fight them, just like the UFC does. If you don't take a fight, you're out. So Bellator needs to do the same thing, in my opinion. And and uh, Aaron Pico just needs to get brought up a little better, man. I I, I really do. I really believe that. I think he. Uh, he uh, he was he was thrown to the to the lines way too soon, and I think if they change some things up, give him a couple of uh, easy fights, and then build his confidence back up, get him back up, I think he'll be right back at uh at at at, at, at the contender, you know, outlook of Bellator. So uh, if that makes sense, so that's it for that card, man. It was a good card. A lot of other good fights. Archuleta was on there. He fought very well. Won the craziest KO. 
I've seen, and uh, it was just good. I liked it. I was very happy. You know, this weekend I got a card too. You know, we got a UFC card as well, and then we got a Bellator card. I might as well as get into the Bellator card because um, I'm already on the Bellator site. So this weekend we got Musashi. Let's see what's going on. More info. Let's get more info. We got Musashi against Lovato Jr., the middleweight, middleweight world title, plus Daly against Gallagher. I don't know if you guys know who Gallagher is, but uh, Gallagher is uh, the guy that fights with uh, SJBC or whatever the fuck. The, the, Conor McGregor's team. Sorry, guys. Kavanaugh with Coach Kavanaugh. And uh, he... What is going on here? Come on. Get some love here. So uh, he's he's from you know from um, Conor McGregor's team with Coach Kavanaugh. Very very good fighter. Very exciting fighter. He's also a guy that that uh, you know uh, he's being brought up by by uh, Bellator, one of the rising stars. He did lose his last one, got beat up bad, but uh, but uh, you know I think he he. He wins some, he loses some. You know, I think he's won way more than he's lost, obviously. But this is gonna be a good fight. I don't know if he's gonna be able to do it against Daly, but it's gonna be a good fight. So let's let's talk about the main card: Gegard uh, Mousasi against Rafael Lovato Jr. We're talking nine and zero Rafael Lovato against forty five six and two Gegard Mousasi. Man, I don't know. Uh, Rafael Lovato Jr. is a killer. He's a killer. He really is. But not a Gegard Mousasi killer. I think Yegor Musashi got more experience for higher level dudes and uh, has great jujitsu. Maybe not Rafael Lovato Jr. jujitsu, but damn near as good. Maybe even as good. I don't know. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I gotta go with, with Yegor Musashi. That's, yeah, without a doubt. I got Yegor Musashi. I just don't know if he finishes it or, or gets a decision. I think Gegard gets a KOTKO victory. Or maybe a decision. Who knows? But uh yeah, I'm going with Gegard Musashi for sure. I just more experience, been around more, and, and as good as Rafael Lovato is, he's still nine and oh and still uh you know, I don't think he's on the caliber of Gegard Musashi. So I got Gegard Musashi, the champ. Then we got Paul Daly versus Eric Silva. Uh who do I pick? I got Paul Daly via KO. Then we got uh, James Gallagher against Jeremiah Labiano. I got James Gallagher via submission. Who else is on this card? Ooh, Melvin Manhoof against Kent Caponin. I don't know. I don't know a lot about Kent, but I know a lot about Melvin. One of my favorite fighters of all time, man. A legend. I got Melvin Manhoof via KO. And uh, what else is on this card? That's it for this card, guys. There's some other fights. I'm not going to get into them. But uh, should be good. Should be good. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the... for. I don't, it's going to be tough because this card starts at... Uh, so it's Saturday, June 22nd. How come they don't have the time? Why don't you have the time, Bellator? Why don't you have the time of when this is going to be, where you could watch it on, what time of the show. Jesus. All right, here we go. So 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is the main card, and 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time are the prelims. Let's go Musashi 
even though I like I like Lovato too, and I would pick Lovato too. I, I'm a big fan of his, but I think Musashi gets this. And that's it for this card, guys. Then we got what do we got going on? We got UFC Fight Night. I don't think it's a pay per view. I'm pretty sure it's not a pay per view. Let's see, UFC Fight Night. Yes, Machiano the versus. Moicano versus the Korean Zombie, ladies and gentlemen. The Korean Zombie is back. Chun Sung Young. Okay. I got Renato Moicano via decision. 100% Renato Moicano via decision. I think he's been um, on a tear. I don't know if he won his last one. and I, I think he just beat Alo. I'm pretty sure he beat Alo. Oh, fucking UFC. Sight is the worst. Chang Zhang Young, uh, who did he just fight? Give me a second, guys. This thing is loading. Their site is terrible. Uh, as far as loading goes. Nah, whatever. The UFC's new site is absolutely ridiculous. Not in a good way. Like, it's so... They made the old one so much better, in my opinion. So much easier to maneuver and everything. These guys, they're, they're, they're killing me. Come on, man. They ain't playing with this card. All right, let's see. It's loading. So, Korean Zombie against Moicano. <laughs> you know, I think Moicano beat Aldo. Or he lost to Aldo. I don't know, but he's fought some high-level dudes. He's been in there with, with the killers and he looks good. He's technical. He's got good jiu-jitsu. He's got good everything. So I'm going with my man, Moicano, via decision. Even though I love the Korean zombie and I'm a big fan, I got Moicano via decision. Then we got John Lineker against Rob Font. Guys, I apologize about this. I thought John Lineker got cut, but he didn't. I don't know why I would think that. Uh, against Rob Font. Rob Font is good. I mean, Rob Font is a killer, but I think he's going to get knocked out. I got John Lennon via KO. Brian Barberino against Randy Brown. Brian Barberino is, is, doesn't look much, but like much, but he is a killer, man. He really is. Uh, like a, a, not a killer, like, like, uh, Ferguson killer, like, hurt you, but, like, just keeps going, doesn't stop, got gas for days, can take so much, can take a lot of, a lot of, a lot of damage, and doesn't, can take a punch, man. I got Brian, Brian Barberino via decision, I think he takes him, I think he takes down uh, Randy Brown and then, and, uh, just grinds him out like that. Uh, then we got Andrea Lee against Montana De La Rosa. I got Andrea Lee via decision. Kevin Holland against Alessio Di Chirico. Alessio Di Chirico. Who do we got? I got Alessio. No, I got. Middleweight. I got Kevin Holland. Your decision. Don't know a lot about these guys, so don't uh, don't hold me to it. Dan Ig against Kevin Aguilar. Uh, I got Kevin Aguilar via decision. Ashley Yoda against Yuri Kondo. Oh. Ashley Yoda. 
Matt Women against Louis Spanner. I got I got Louis Spanner one hundred percent via decision. Uh, Alan Crowder heavyweight against uh, Yarzino Rosentruik. I don't know who Yarzino Rosentruik is, but I got him. Alan Crowder is uh is is decent too, I think. But I got I got uh, Rosentruik. I don't know who he is, but he looks like a killer. So I'm going off for looks on this one. And then who else is fighting on this one? Uh, you know, Molly McMahon against Arian Lipsky. Bruno Silva against Darren Wynn. Andre Ewell against Anderson De Santos. Oh. So, I got Silva, De Santos, and McMahon. McCann. That's it. Hopefully, it's an exciting card. Uh, this one starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Where's this card that it starts so early? Oh, no, that's the prelims. So the prelim starts at 7, and the main card starts at, wait, there's a Born at Sarah's Wellness Arena, Greensville, United States. When are the prelims? Oh, it's an early card. I love this. ESPN, I love you. So, I love you, ESPN. I really, really love you, because by the time this card is done, the Bellator will start. We'll be able to watch both. Uh, I got... The main card starts at seven, and the prelims. No, the the main card starts at seven, and prelims start at four o'clock. So by nine, ten ish, by the time the main card on Bellator starts, or the uh, the main events, this will be over and be able to watch both. Very exciting. I can't ask for more. Love it. That's it for the UFC card. Renato Moicano via decision. John Lillick via KO. I'm all in, guys. And then. Um, we got some things to talk about. Oh, no. Let's cover Bare Knuckle Boxing Championships. Uh, this weekend, we got Paul Emelianagy. Normally, I would never cover this uh, because they don't know a lot about the fighters. But we got Paul Emelianagy against Artem Lobov this weekend. Finally, all the, all the hype, all the talk, and everything that everybody's heard and everything that they did, the slaps, the spits, everything. It's happening, and I got Artem Lobov, the Russian hammer, all day. If he dies, he dies. I don't care what you say. If he dies, he dies. Uh, <laughs> the Russian hammer, I will break him. I got the Russian hammer all day. Paul Milanagi, man, he, uh, he uh, I don't know. I like him. He's a good guy, but the, the, some of the stuff he did, the antics and stuff he did during this made me not like the spitting. Like, what kind of grown man spits on, on another grown man? And then uh, the by hitting with the mic, all this shit talking. Uh, he's trying too much, in my opinion. He's like overly trying to develop hatred for this guy. Artem Lobov, I think, is going to beat him, break him. I think Paulie Milanagi is an excellent fighter, one of, well, an excellent boxer, smooth, you know, touch, touch, and all of that. But his his uh, he's had problems with his knuckles, with his hands, with his wrists, with his uh, hands. He's broken them before, and. Uh, I just I don't think that smooth stuff is gonna work against Artem Lobov. I think Artem Lobov is gonna be in his face punching him, and I think um, Milinaji is gonna counter, but I think he's gonna hurt his hands. This is a different game. He's gonna be hitting a lot of forehead. I bet you money, Artem Lobov keeps that chin down for it, for it out. He's gonna be taking a lot of those punches on his forehead, trying to break this dude's hand. I got Artem Lobov via uh, KO. I think he KOs Milinaji. Watch this. Watch this happen. I think he KOs Milinaji. And then, uh, what else we got going on? Also, uh, I forgot to recap, guys. 
well, not the recap, but, you know, Tyson Fury fought this weekend, this past weekend, too, looked excellent. I mean, this guy looked so beautiful. I don't care who they put in front of him. He, he looks amazing. And, uh, and almost look, makes the other guys look like shit and like he's getting fed fights and everything, but he just looks so good. He's six foot eight, two 260-something pounds or more, and he moves around like Ali. I mean, there, there's, uh, if you guys get a chance, go on there and look at look at the, the little matrix slipping he did and then steps out and catches him with a punch. It's just like excellent, excellent. And then sings... What song did they sing? Was it Sweet Caroline or was it uh, a Sweet American Pie at the end? And just amazing, amazing guy. I love Tyson Fury, and then I hope that match with him and Wilder happens. But congrats to Tyson Fury. That's it, guys, for the predictions and uh, recaps and all of that. Time to go to uh, MMAfighting.com for your current news and media. But published by SB Nation. That's where I get all my stuff from. Almost all my stuff. Dana White fires back. at claims that he's denying Tony Ferguson a title shot. President says Conor McGregor is welcome at Pelinacci versus Lobo. Extra security in place. So B BKFC president says Conor McGregor is welcome at Malinaji versus Lobo. Extra security in place. Of course he's welcome. Of course you want him to be there. Because everybody else is going to want to be there. Why wouldn't they? Uh, I don't know if you guys seen the UFC Apex tour of this new office, Apex, whatever. The, the, I don't know if it's an office or the new building, whatever they got going on. It is sick. What a sick office. You guys should take a look at it. Uh, what else is going on here? Roxanne, Jinmaya, okay. Uh, Santiago Posaniba returns home after second hospitalization in one month. Wow, what happened to him? Santiago Posaniba was a killer in the welterweight decision, but I guess... Who remained in the hospital for a week earlier this month was cleared from the hospital on Tuesday after spending eight more days under medical care. According to Mayo, he had reaction to medication he was taking after the surgery had returned to the hospital. Um, focus on recovery. Okay, well, he had surgery. He had a reaction to the surgery. He had to go back to the hospital. Hopefully, it's not too serious. He'll be back. Won't go too much into that. Dana White can. White's Contender Series Season 3 Week 1 results. Okay, won't look at those results because I haven't seen that yet. Dana White, Brock Lesnar's made the right decision to not return to the UFC. I agree. He's making a ton of money. Why would he Why would he go through fight games and do all of that right now? And uh, Paul Fedler, Brandon Fitzgerald talk differences between con Contender Series and the Ultimate Fighter. Well, I'll tell you one main difference right now is is that they don't have to live in a house for a month and train with these guys or anything. They come in there, they all fight, and they leave, and they get a contract that they own not. It's a lot shorter cycle. That's the biggest difference. Uh, Eduardo Dantas, Aaron Pico received longest medical suspension after Bellator 222. They should. You know, they both got KO'd bad. John Cavanaugh confirms Dylan Dennis knee injury on, unsure about rehab or surgery. Okay. Paulo Acosta says ex-trainer attempted to blackmail him with for video? What? What the hell is this? Paula Costa was fined by two athletic commission and issued a retractive six month suspension by USADA for prohibited IV use. Oh, prior to UFC. Costa admitted to receiving a blah, 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 blah. Boromir administered IV. He was already identified and removed from blah. He tried to use a short moment to hurt me and extort me with that video. Oh, okay. So his ex trainer. Tried to extort him with the video of the IV, trying to say and he's gonna, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna let the UFC know and everything, and then trying to get money out of him. What a scumbag! Derek Brunson reacts to realize Theodore being released from the UFC welterweight 
following day. Bob, what does Bear Brunson say? He is a smart guy. He went out with his game plan and he fought the normal way that he always fought. And, and I thought I was going to present the same attributes or come out the way I didn't. My previous fight just really aggressive. I would have liked for him to stay in the middle a little bit and sit down, blah, blah, blah. It was really silly, but I knew it was something else, Brunson explained. It wasn't the way that he fought. You can cut a guy who's 8-3, and three, but whatever his record in the UFC, he was 16-2 and two before he fought me, and he only had two losses. This is words from Brad Brunson. I think it was other stuff. It was other stuff. It was other stuff, and uh, I'm probably maybe his constant fight to, to legalize the weed or whatever to make lead available for all the fighters. Or... Oh. So Eric Spicely steps in to, to face Darren Wynn at UFC Greensville. So uh, Darren Wynn's opponent changed. It's not Bruno Silva anymore. Okay. It's good to know. Oh, not Bruno Silva, the other guy. But yeah. Okay. That's it, guys. What is this? Photos. Remember him? Wait till you see him now. Ah. They got me. They got me with these ads. That's it, guys, for this card. For this episode, thank you all for listening. I appreciate you all. Um, tune in next week for the recaps and maybe more predictions. I don't know what's going on the following week card, but if there is cards, I will be predicting them. As I always say, we are all God's children equal under one roof. Do not allow politics and media to deter you from how God wants us to treat each other with love and respect. Uh, kindness is beauty at its finest. I love you all. Peace.